Hello and welcome to another episode of the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. This is episode 11. I am Matthew and this episode I am joined again by Daniel. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, we're going to be talking about the F1 race as well as some of the cricket that's been happening. So uh, we'll start with with the cricket, uh, in particular the women's cricket. There was a one-day series against uh, against India. We spoke about the first one-day game uh, last week, but there were two more over the weekend. Uh, there was a classic on uh, on Friday night uh, that Australia won, and then uh, a bit of a disappointing loss on uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, of course, ending the twenty-six game win streak. But uh, we'll start with Friday night, Daniel. What was your uh, takeaway from this game? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I saw the last few overs of the second innings, and when I um, looked at it, I in my head I thought there was no hope for the women to the Aussies to win. Um, the run weight was very high, but then the last over we got like two no balls. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, and it just changed everything, and then we ended up winning, and it was very surprising. Yeah, certainly a classic. Beth Mooney, that innings will go down as one of the all-time greats. Uh, very, very solid hundred, um, and uh, she was she just even earlier on when we were losing wickets, um, she just was very you know controlled at the crease, didn't go too aggressive. And just knew that if she stayed in, we were a chance to win. Uh, and then that last over, uh, I think we needed 13, which uh, the, the the girls had done well to whittle it down to that little total. For a while, it looked like we'd lose by nearly 100 runs. Uh, but they did well to get it that close. Uh, and then a head high no ball earlier in the over gets an extra run. And then uh, the, the last ball needed three off of it. Uh, so really unlikely, and uh, the the bat uh, the bowler bowled it to the batter, uh, hits it straight down the throat of the fielder, and on the replay it was a front foot. Oh no, sorry, it wasn't a front foot. No boy, it was uh, too high, and so obviously that brings it down to two runs, much easier um, because. You know, if, if you hit it to the boundary, you're, you're probably going to get two runs if you can just get it in a gap, which, of course, the Aussies did and uh, got the victory for uh, for an all-time classic. Um, and then the third ODI, that happened on Sunday. It was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, I think uh, it did respectable with the bat, got about 260, but then India just chased it down comfortably and a bit of an injury for uh, uh, Sophie Molyneux, was it? Um, got the, she was obviously bowling and then uh, Fielder throws it in and it bounced up, hit her in the head, um, which isn't what you want. But she came back out, bowled, bowled a few more overs, um, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. Um, and I think simply Australia uh, didn't get the wickets when it mattered. Um, do, do you have anything to say about that game? Um, yeah, like we didn't get enough. We didn't get the wickets when we needed them. Um, I know that we dropped a few catches and there was there were some chances that were um, like we didn't get. Um, but yeah, the um, Indian team just looked really good. 
Yeah, and uh, you, you could definitely tell that they wanted to win after Friday. Um, but we'll move on to the men's cricket now. Australia uh, hasn't played any games, but uh, there's been some uh, movements in domestic cricket. So the One Day Cup started last week, um, which uh, I think it's uh, the day that we recorded the episode, and that was uh, WA for South Australia. There were some big hundreds. Felipe and Mitch Marsh got hundreds for WA and Carey got 100 for South Australia. Uh, but Berendorf's forfeit helped WA there a lot uh, and they won that game uh, by a lot. Um, but I think the, the more interesting games have happened in the Sheffield Shield, where, again, West Australia played South Australia because uh, I think they're just trying to get games out of the way uh, given those are the states where COVID seems to be okay. Um, and there were, it was, it was a batting dominated game. We only got through two and a half innings and um, WA batted uh, and then South Australia batted. Um, couldn't quite get through the, the third innings um, for a draw. Um, but uh, Lloyd Pope got uh, got four wickets, so he's certainly looking interesting. Maybe he could break into the Test squad. I still think Nathan Lyon and Mitch Swepson are ahead of him. But you look at the batsmen that did well. There's Sean Marsh, uh, Cameron Green, Carter for South Australia, and Travis Head for South Australia. He got a huge hundred, and then Hilton Cartwright for WA. Uh, so you look at Marsh, Greenhead and Cartwright, they're all kind of in contention for Test cricket. They've all played Test cricket in the past. Um, uh, do, do you think any of those players can force their way into the team, Daniel? Um, pro- maybe Head. Um, we've seen him lately in the Test side. And um, maybe uh, Green. Yeah. Yeah, certainly uh, showing some good form and it'll be interesting to see uh, some of the other players when they get the chance, how they they will go. Um, There was a a Sheffield Shield game that was meant to start today. Unfortunately, that's been postponed for COVID reasons. Um, So in about a week's time, I think Tasmania is going to play Queensland, um, which we can all look forward to. But um, we'll we'll, uh, leave the, the cricket there for the time being. And, of course, there was an F1 Grand Prix in, uh, in the weekend. So uh, why don't you tell us about that, Daniel? Um, okay. So um, Formula One visited Russia. In, um, uh, they went to Sochi. Um, on the Saturday for qualifying, it was very, very wet. It rained the whole day. They managed to get qualifying in. It was on under – they had to use intermediate tyres, which is in between wet and – dry tyres for qualifying one and two. Then qualifying three, they managed to get out on the soft um, dry tyres. Um, and Lando Norris got his first ever pole position of his career. Um, Carlos Sainz came, uh, managed to get second. Um, George Russell gets an equal best, I think, in third um, for the qualifying. Hamilton was fourth on the grid for the Sunday's race. Um, Verstappen started in last due to engine, um, an engine penalty because he had to take a new engine. Um, and then on Sunday, um, Sainz jumped Norris into turn two um, and he got the lead. Um, it was dry for the whole race except for the 
last five laps where it started drizzle. Um, at that point, Norris was in first, leading the race for the second time in his career. He was leading a race. Hamilton was second. Hamilton's team said to him, even though Hamilton didn't want to, let's pit for the inters because we know that this rain is going to get worse. Um, Norris um, stayed with his decision to stay out onto the out to on the track and not come in for the intermediates. Um, and the change in the track was so um, quick. It went from easy racing full out um, to very, um, it's very um, cautious. Um, it was yeah. very slippery. It was very slippery. Norris ended up going off. He managed to only tap the wall, um, but in doing so, uh, Hamilton with the um, better tyres, more grip, managed to pass him, and Hamilton went on to win the his 100th win in F1. I think he's the first person to ever do that. Um, Norris came eighth, I think, because he, he had to pit because um, of the wet. He uh, wouldn't have finished. Um, Ricardo came fourth, but the biggest thing was Max Verstappen, who was going into the race on Sunday to limit the damage Hamilton could cause to the championship, um, he went from 20th to second. He got to the podium. Um, Carlos Sainz gets a podium for Ferrari, which is um, good for them in their fight with McLaren. Um, Norris still got the fastest lap and get, gained an extra point for it because he was in the top 10. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, who has announced his retirement at the end of this season, um, got his highest results of the season so far. And... Um, Lewis Hamilton now leads the Drivers' Championship. Mercedes leads, leads the Constructors' Championship. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at the next race to do with um, Verstappen and Hamilton. Um, I think that Hamilton still has an engine penalty to serve, while Verstappen and Bottas have served theirs. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting as uh, we move forward into the next uh, few races to see that Verstappen-Hamilton rivalry play out, uh, especially for Verstappen being able to go from 20th to 2nd is a very good effort. And I think he can certainly, um, you know, now that Hamilton might have a penalty, it's certainly going to be easier for Verstappen to get that back. Um, but like you said, I just feel bad for Norris. He it looked like he was in the clear um, and then uh, watching the highlights, there was there was a moment where uh, when it started to rain and his team said, hey, do you want to pit, get the, the intermediate tyres on? And you could just hear him on the radio back. He just goes, no, no, I'm not going to do that because you, you could kind of tell for him he, he, just, he just wanted to get through the race. And uh, he just had a slim lead and unfortunately, like you said, spun out, lost it. Um, so d disappointing for him. Uh, would, would that have been his first race win? It would have been his first race win. Um, last race at Monza, he did get his career best in second for a one-two with McLaren. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, in the post-race interview, Hamilton said that if it didn't go wet, Norris would have won it. He wouldn't have been able to catch him. Or he would have catched, caught him, but he wouldn't be able to get past him because earlier in the race, um, Hamilton was stuck behind Ricardo. Um, Hamilton had DRS, Ricardo didn't, um, and the pace of the McLaren was really showing at these um, low downforce straights. Like, that's one good thing for McLaren that they can take out. 
um, their pace in a straight line is very good. Yeah, McLaren's certainly done good the last couple of races, almost winning this one. And, uh, of course, Ricardo won the last one. Um, so the, that's that's a team to kind of look out for. I think both Norris and Ricardo, it's safe to say they're on the way up. And I'm going to be intrigued to see if either one of them can uh, can win uh, a championship uh, in the, the next couple of years, maybe 2022, um, 2023. Uh, they'll, they'll be looking good, especially as Hamilton. I think he's starting to drop off a bit. And uh, I mean, Verstappen's at the, at the peak of his career now. Um, the, it's certainly going to look interesting in, uh, in a couple of years' time. But uh, that'll bring us to the end of today's episode. Do you have any last things to add, Daniel? Um, no, that's it. Yeah. So uh, th- thanks for joining me. And uh, thank you for listening to the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. And uh, please come back for the next episode. Mm-hmm.